It's every parent's worst nightmare, a missing child. Nearly 50 children have gone missing in Cleveland, Ohio in the month of September. Police are concerned. Are these simply cases of disgruntled runaway children, or is there something more sinister going on? The state of Ohio has reported over a thousand missing school-age kids only this year. A good majority of these children have been found, but communities in Ohio are worried. Police departments are having a hard time keeping track of new missing children, and there are simply not enough man hours available to look for these children. What's especially concerning is that Ohio has nearly double the amount of missing kids compared to states of similar size. Some officials believe that these children could become victims of human trafficking. Every child needs a family where they feel safe. Sadly, this is not everyone's reality. But in Jesus Christ, we are adopted into the Father's family, safe in His loving arms. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus And today we continue a series called Encounters with Jesus. Over the past week and a half, we've looked at passages that have given us riveting encounters between Jesus and individuals, such as the sick, the Pharisees, even Moses and Elijah. But today we're approaching things a little differently. Today we'll be looking at Jesus encountering death, his death in particular. But the theatrical performance of Jesus... Sight and Sound's production gives us a look at Jesus' powerful encounter with the death of Lazarus. Look, even Jesus weeps for Lazarus. He healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus, his own friend, from dying? Death. What is he saying? He's praying to his father, the devil, no doubt. Yes, do speak up, teacher, so we can all hear what you have to say. Roll the stone aside. What? That is unlawful! Roll the stone aside! How dare you! Do not show Lazarus like this! No, 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 Lord! He's been dead for four days! No, this is too far, Judas. No, this smell will be terrible. This is not what Lazarus would want. Martha, didn't I tell you that I am the resurrection and the life? Thomas, you heard him. Let's go. Father, thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but I am saying this so that everyone can believe that you are the one who sent me. I am the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, arise! Arise! People, can't you see? He's a deceiver! A carpenter who says he comes from heaven! Am I the only one with eyes to see and ears to hear? Theater has always been a powerful way to tell a story. Millions have flocked to theaters to see secular musicals like Hamilton, Wicked, 
Phantom of the Opera, but Broadway rarely has space for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm excited that the Sight and Sound Theater Group exists to bring the story of Jesus to the stage and dramatically tell the greatest rescue story of all time with professional performers, first-rate production quality, and musical numbers that'll resonate deep inside your heart. And I'd like you to experience it for yourself, where you live. This production is simply called Jesus, and we have this special edition DVD available to you as our way of saying thanks for your support of Haven Ministries. So after the program, why don't you come visit us at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org, where we have behind-the-scenes clips posted. And also, if you'd like, you could call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Don't forget to make your gift to receive this immersive production of The Life of Our Lord on DVD. And don't forget, when you visit us or when you call, make your gift to receive this immersive production of The Life of Our Lord, Jesus Christ. From heaven you came, helpless babe. Entered our world, your glory lay. Not to be served, but to serve. And give your life that we might live. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to fall. a daily offering of worship to the servant king there in the garden of tears my heavy load he chose to bear his heart with sorrow was Yet not my will, but yours, he said. This is our God, the servant king. He calls us now to follow him. To bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to servant king Come see his hands and his feet The scars that speak of sacrifice And that flung stars into space Daily offering, I'll worship. 
This is Haven Today and a program called Encounters with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris, and that was Graham Kendrick with Wren Collective from the album Worship Duets. And of course, Graham's famous song, The Servant King. If I asked you to think about a difficult time in your life, odds are a couple of moments might come to mind. You may have suffered the loss of a spouse or a parent, or worse, a child. Or perhaps you got a phone call from the doctor with a heartbreaking diagnosis. This can be hard on you mentally, physically, and yes, even spiritually. It can be a lonely time, but there is hope for us, even in those dark moments. How do I know that? Because the Lord Jesus endured similar moments as well as he encountered death. In Matthew 26, Christ was at the Garden of Gethsemane. And he spent a lot of time in deep, solid prayer. He knew his fateful hour was coming soon, when he would be arrested, flogged, and then crucified. This moment in his life was so dreadful that he even told his friends, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me, he said. And going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. What a moving prayer from the mouth of our Lord. Though the cost would be great, though Jesus would face God's wrath on the cross, a truly terrifying thought, he sought to do his father's will. Now Jesus was committed at the very end. You may be aware that a few months back, A man named Tim Keller died and went to be with the Lord. He was the founding pastor of Redeemer Church in New York City. We were close friends. We were in the same church 30 years ago in Philadelphia. Tim had an uncanny ability to speak about the Christian faith in a way that was accessible for people of all backgrounds. He was fighting pancreatic cancer himself the last few years of his life, and as his final days approached this summer, he spoke about Jesus' courage in the garden and about the hope we have in the face of death. Here's part of a message that he preached. When Paul met Jesus Christ on the, on the road to Damascus, who are you, Lord? He said, I asked, I am Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you're persecuting. Resurrected Jesus. Now, when we were going through Acts 9, the first account of Jesus, uh, of Paul's conversion, we talked a little bit about this. When Paul realized that Jesus had been resurrected from the dead, suddenly everything broke open. Suddenly the meaning of his death made sense and and, and hope for the future made sense. Because if Jesus Christ really died on the cross, taking our punishment, and he's now raised from the dead, now when we believe in him, not only is our our sins forgiven, but now we have incredible hope about the future. We're going to be raised, and everything in this world is going to be put right. And there is not going to be, and there's not going to be any suffering or death. That is an astonishing hope. Okay, you want to be fearless. Well, you want to look out there and say, nothing can really hurt me because of my hope, because of my infallible hope. You want to look out there saying, even the worst thing that can happen to me, death, can only make me better. Spare not, death. Come. Come on. All you could do is make me better than I am now. 
George Herbert has a great line where he says, death used to be an executioner, but the gospel makes him just a gardener. All he can do is plant you and you finally come up into the beautiful flower that you were meant to be. You're just a seed and death all just plants you and then you finally become who you were meant to be. That's not courage, the Ciceronian way. Just, just kill your heart. Just say, you know, well, we're going to lose everything anyway. Just deaden it. That's not the Cicero. This isn't Hercules. This isn't King Arthur. This is Jesus. Because how can you know? How can you be utterly, utterly sure that you've got that hope? How can you say to even death itself, spare not, do thy worst? I can tell you how. You have to believe in the only God. There's a lot of religions out there, and they all claim God, God, God. But the only God who has as one of his attributes courage. Christianity is the only religion that even claims that our God has the attribute of courage. Why? Because when God became Jesus Christ, he became vulnerable. But he became human. And when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when everybody was asleep and it was dark and there was nobody there and he realized what he was about to face, I actually think the Garden of Gethsemane is the place where you see the greatest act of courage in the history of the world because by the time he got nailed to the cross, you know, even if he wanted to turn around, it would have been too late. There he was, nailed to the cross. But that night, he could have left. In fact, he even thought about it. He says, my soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. What do you see in Jesus Christ? You see courage. That was the late Tim Keller speaking on our hope in death and Jesus' courage as he encountered death. Doesn't that inspire you? Does it not move you to praise the Lord Jesus? It sure does for me. Though Jesus is the Son of God, who in eternity past received the praise and adoration of the angelic hosts, he stared death in the face in order to rescue you and me. He encountered death so that he might encounter us. We who were on a path headed towards destruction were spared after our encounter with the Lord Jesus. And this is why Jesus' encounter with death is so important. He even made a point of this in Mark 10, lest anyone think God the Son came on earth for his own selfish purposes. He told the disciples in verse 45 that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to give his life. He came to encounter death for you and for me. I want to share with you a little bit more from a sermon right now. Not from the late Tim Keller, but from a friend of his, a minister, Sam Albury. Sam was given the privilege to preach the message for Tim Keller's funeral, and it was powerful. It was not a message that revolved around the late Pastor Keller. I know that's not what Tim would have wanted. It was a message that was centered on Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brought by his death. Listen with me now to Pastor Sam Albury. Jesus says his death on a Roman cross would be a death like no other. He says that on that cross he would be giving his life not as a gesture, but as a ransom a ransom for many. Jesus says his death is of service to us because his death is a ransom for us. 
Which means Jesus is now not just making claims about himself, he's making claims about us. Because people who need a ransom are people who are not free. Jesus says we are captives. We are not masters of our own lives. We need a ransom. Now, perhaps in our more reflective moments, we might sense something of this. There's so much in our lives that we can control. We can control where we go and and who we see. Some of us might even control where we live and, and what we do for work. But there is so much in our lives that we can't control. There are so many things about the way we are that we wish we could change. Some of our impulses, some of our reflexes, some of our tendencies, some of our patterns of, of thinking and, and, and behaving. In our more sober moments, we know we're not the people we're meant to be. We're certainly not the people we want to be. And it reflects a reality that Jesus often spoke about, a deeper reality even than that. Because Jesus said when all of us in our hearts turned away from God, our hearts ended up twisting in on themselves so that we become distortions of who God made us to be. And we can't get ourselves out of this. And so Jesus says his death is a ransom. Jesus is saying there's something in his death that represents a payment for what we've got ourselves into. Uh, the Bible says more generally that there is something in all human death that is bound up with how we are. The death is not simply the natural expiration of our lives. It's a form of spiritual reckoning. That was Sam Albury. We've had him on the program before, preaching the message for Tim Keller's funeral service this summer. I'm Charles Morris with a program called Encounters with Jesus. His encounter with death was heavy, and we know it was hard, but we also know it was necessary. Without it, you and I would be in big trouble we'd still be accountable to pay for our sins. But out of his love, Jesus faced death and entered the grave so that we may be free from the debt of sin. But praise God, this is not where the story ends. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow when we celebrate Jesus' encounter with life through his resurrection. It'll be another encounter with Jesus. the
Nathan Drake, when I survey the wondrous cross here on this haven today, a modern version of a classic hymn, and the lyrics fit so well with the encounter of Jesus and and even Tim Keller facing death that we heard on the program today. What did Jesus come to do? Did he come to liberate the Jews from the Roman bad guys? Did he come to teach a better way of life? Or did he come to help us become better parents or spouses or just better friends? A Sight and Sound Theater production delivers a dramatic answer with a musical that is simply called Jesus. If you're not familiar with Sight and Sound, they've been producing top-notch plays and musicals based on scripture for years. But if you're not near Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri, then you may not have seen these Broadway-caliber biblical productions. Well, I'd like you to experience it for yourself, using groundbreaking special effects that elevate the story without compromising the message You'll be stunned by the poignant musical numbers and the Broadway caliber acting. Perfect for Bible studies, families, or group get-togethers. I'd like to send the DVD, a special edition version that we have, as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. So why don't you visit us right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Watch an excerpt that we put up or give us a call right now at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And ask us about getting a copy for you and for a friend. It'll be a blessing to you, the special edition DVD of Jesus. I'm pretty convinced the Lord wants you to see it. My name is Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me so much on the program today. Won't you come back again on Friday when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Your eyes can tell the difference between more than 10 million colors, the equivalent of a 576 megapixel camera. But having eyes doesn't mean you can see. Like in John 9, Jesus giving sight to the blind man and the Pharisees simply refusing to believe that Jesus had actually performed that miracle. Listen to the way that Jesus responded to them. For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Spiritual sight is something only God can give, and we need it to behold, to believe, ultimately to walk with Jesus. Invest in your walk with God today with Anchor Devotional. Get it in print at getanchor.com.